Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing to look at what the Scripture says about how the Lord will deliver us. And I want us to go to the 142nd Psalm today, okay? The 142nd Psalm. It actually has a uh, superscription above it, you know, the thing up on top there. A lot of times it'll have uh, little statements and stuff like that. And so this is one of them. And it says, Maskell of David when he was in the cave. And uh, a maskell, uh, you know, there's all, always various interpretations, understanding what these things actually are. It's like a contemplative type of thing, okay? A, a crying out type of thing. And it's when he was in the cave. Well, when was he in a cave, okay? Yeah, I'm giving you a moment to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, he was in the cave. When his uh, father-in-law was chasing him, when Saul was after him, you see it in First uh, Samuel, twenty-second uh, chapter, twenty-fourth chapter, and so David is um, bringing forth this uh, this psalm. It's called a didactic, like a teaching psalm, a contemplative psalm, or a skillful psalm, which uh, I would say all the psalms are quite skillful, right? But listen, what he says It's rather short. How long is it? Seven verses long. I'll read the whole thing, and it's toward the end when he talks about uh, being delivered. But just listen at the uh, uh, the state of affairs. Listen to what is going on in his life. Listen uh, from what he needs to be delivered. So, a masculine of David, when he was in the cave, a prayer. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. So you see that David is just very matter of fact here of exactly what's going on. We've actually seen him do these things in some other Psalms at different times. But now he's saying, hey, I'm doing this. God, <coughs> I'm crying aloud to you with my voice to the Lord. He's inside a cave. Okay. And so he's speaking forth inside a cave, though he's actually hiding in that cave in, in uh, Abdullam. Okay. He's hiding there, and he's saying, I make my supplication with my voice, okay? In other words, supplication is calling for God's uh, favor, God's graciousness to be upon him. So with his voice, he cries aloud, and that cry aloud, that means that the call out for help. And he's saying, God, I need your gracious mercy. I need your favor to be revealed and to be shown upon me, and I do that with my voice, Verse 2, something that quite often we think that you're really not supposed to do. <laughs> but you see all through the Psalms, I pour out my complaint before him. Okay? So he, he's actually talking about this, uh, this writing right here, the prayer being amusing, like a meditation. So at the beginning, he said, I cry aloud my voice to the Lord. Now he's saying, what? I pour out my complaint, this thing right here I'm doing, this prayer I'm doing is before you. I declare my trouble before him. But he's using the him here, so it's not like he's speaking directly to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him, though that is what he's doing, is that he's coming before the Lord in his distress, in his affliction, and he's letting God know what's going on here. Verse 3, 
When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. That right there, if you, if you don't take anything else away from this time together today, hang on to that one. The 142nd Psalm, verse 3, the first part of the verse. He says, you know what? Even when my spirit was overwhelmed, even when that which is me, my, my wind, my breath, the essence that is me, was overwhelmed, when it was, it literally means to be feeble, to be faint heart, about to pass out. Even when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. The Lord knows. He knows our path. He knows the path that he's designed for us uh, since before the foundations of the earth. He also knows the path that we will go. And he knows all that. He knows every bit of it. And so, folks, we can grab a hold of that. We can rest in that. We can even rejoice in that, that even when we are overwhelmed in spirit, the Lord knows. He knows what's happening with us. He knows what's going on. The rest of the verse says this, in the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. So he's, the enemies come against him and they're trying to entrap him. They're trying to trip him up, okay, uh, spiritually, figuratively, literally. They're trying to trap him up. Remember, he's in a cave. He's hiding. Look, verse 4, look to the right and see, for there is no one who regards me. There is no escape for me. No one cares for my soul. So <coughs> was David here uh, in this cave alone and abandoned? No, no, no. He had men with him. Uh, his uh, family and some men joined him when he started fleeing Okay, afterwards. And he had like 400 men that grew to 600 men. So there were men about him, but he says, there's really nobody who regards me here. There's really no escape for me, okay? There's no one who cares for my soul. He's really bummed out right here. Verse 5, David says, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Uh, that's a phrase you see in several places in the Psalms. And one of the Psalms says, I would have despaired unless I had believed and see the mercy of the Lord in the land of the living. And that's what David's talking about here. <laughs> he said, I'm crying out to you, God. I'm declaring you are my refuge. You are my portion in the land of the living here. So because of that, verse six, give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me. There it is. Verse six. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. So he's saying, God, I need you. Okay, I need you to help me. Give heed to my cry. For I'm brought very low. I'm very, very low. Deliver me from these ones that are persecuting me, for they're too strong for me. Then the last verse, bring my soul out of prison so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. So he's declaring to God, he says, God, I know that the outcome is going to be good here. I know that you're going to deliver me. I know that by the power of your name, I give thanks in your name right now. I just ask you to bring my soul out of this prison that it's entrapped in right now. The imprisonment of fleeing, the imprisonment of this cave, the imprisonment of feeling like I'm abandoned. There's nobody here with me. Because I know that you're going to surround me. And I know you're going to deal well with me. You're going to deal bountifully with me. Now, what's really wild about this in my mind is that David's in this cave. There comes a point in time when King, King Saul's pursuing him, when King Saul goes into a cave where David is. David's hiding in a cave, and King Saul goes in there to take care of various bodily functions, shall we say. 
while he's in there, David's men go, here he is. This is your opportunity. You can take out your adversary right now. And David wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it because he wasn't going to touch the hand of the Lord's anointed, even though the Lord's anointed had gone rogue. He wasn't going to do it. So David reaches out and he cuts off a part of the garment of the king. Because as the scripture says, the king had covered his feet. Covered his feet? He'd gone into a cave, folks. Doesn't take much imagination here. And he dropped his robe around his feet, okay? David was that close. He reached out, cut off a piece of that cloth. The king goes out. King goes down the valley, comes up the hill on the other side, and David comes out and says, King, why are you chasing me? I could have had you. And he showed the king the cloth. But David was convicted of even that act of dishonoring the king and even that act. The king, Saul, comes back and he, he says, oh, you're more holy than I am, you're more righteous than I am. I shouldn't be doing this, I won't be doing it anymore. He kept on doing it. <laughs> he kept chasing David, kept doing this kind of stuff. But when you see that David was crying out to be delivered from his persecutors, and when he had an opportunity to take one of the persecutors out, he, would, he wouldn't do it because of the greater truth that he knew about God and God's way. That's a really profound thing when you start thinking about it. We may talk about that a little more some other time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.